I'm Rob. I'm E. Sleep Sinatra in the building. Welcome to the next movement. Restoring the feelings of all my healing. I'll be caught esteem and bring more meaning through mortal teaching. They rhyming sort of decent. I climb new heights, been planet reaching. My lineage giving me all the reason. Your ambitions trashing, hanging up like a car completed. Might see me in the cup, looking bomb weeded. Some type of cookies in the Dutch, in my zone scheming. I'm like Orc in the clutch with a strong sequence. Light it up and make the song deepen. High as fuck, getting palm readings. Life's been rough, I'm beyond season. I gotta get it, so we all eating. My commitment make a strong defense. Leading with my vision and experience. Past life granting me insight, been hearing it. Mistakes made, but lessons gained. What spirit is pinpoint on these old live joints like pyramids. Transform pain to progress, I'm clearing shit. No fear if it's another step of growth. Sometimes you gotta check your heart like a stethoscope. Sleep Sinatra, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm happy to be here. Appreciate y'all considering me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, looking forward to a conversation. Yeah, for sure. Us too. I want to start by talking about your latest project, Shadow Self. I want to start by talking about that just by examining the overall concept or whether they're even is one in your mind. But for me, the very first time I heard the title, I started thinking about Carl Jung, famous psychiatrist, his concepts of archetypes, one of them being the shadow and our collective unconsciousness. You know, Jung's theory was uh, regarding the shadow self was essentially that there are aspects of our personality that exist outside of our consciousness, a sort of emotional blind spot confronting the shadow self, bringing it into our consciousness, reduces things like negative thoughts, feelings, behavior, can help us unlock deeper confidence, self-understanding. Okay, so I'm hearing you on the album very early on say things like, transform pain to progress, I'm clearing shit. No fear if it's another step of growth. Sometimes you gotta check your heart like a stethoscope. Yeah. Yes, man. I, I have a deep appreciation for people that actually break down the lyrics and pay attention like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that, first off. Sure. But yeah, um, the whole concept of the album is based around Jungian theory of the shadow self and its correlation to, you know, yeah, uh, emotional and mental blockages. You know what I'm saying? Um, the past couple of years have been pretty transformative for me. I've gone through a lot of things in my personal life that I felt I needed to exercise out of me more or less if that makes sense and um had been doing some shadow work you know within therapy um i got into therapy for the first time as an adult in my life within the past couple years which was life-changing um so was was yeah it was heavily involved in some shadow work with within my own rituals and also within a therapeutic setting so i felt the need to sonically exercise that as well because it was just a state of purging that i was in um when i started this album i actually started this as i got out of uh county corrections here in lincoln mm. you know what i'm saying i i built with obliv prior to being incarcerated and we had spoke on possibly working and it tripped me out because i didn't even know the brother knew who i was you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. which is why i tell people man you always you don't ever know who's listening just remain sharp and remain diligent within your craft because I've been a fan of Obliv forever. You know what I'm saying? It's an honor to work with him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I I reached out and like I said, I didn't even know he knew who I was already. And there was some communication there. Boom, I got locked up or whatever. Another transformative stage within my life. Got released, hit him back again, you know what I'm saying? To see if there was a chance we could connect. Hit me with a folder of joints instantly, uh, more or less. You know what I'm saying? So that was really, where I was like, okay, now I have a platform to exercise what I've already been doing within my own personal work artistically Mm. and express myself artistically. Um, Yeah, that's the whole, the dynamic and the rundown, like the bones behind that project for sure. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you for for sharing those personal details. Uh, Yeah, always. I immediately wondered, of course, whether like you had an experience in therapy that led you to the, the concept and uh, I appreciate you, you know, being open about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's something that uh, has a heavy stigma on it, especially mm-hmm. within the black community, especially within hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
black men aren't supposed to fix themselves. You feel me? So it's like there's a responsibility to change the narrative if you mm-hmm. have a chance to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I have a huge platform or anything, but if I can do something and put a message out that will that will accomplish the the you know changing of the narrative, then I'm gonna do that. And I feel like being open about therapy, um, even the concept of the album itself and what it revolves around hopefully makes pay- people take a second look, you know what I'm saying? Um, at themselves, their environment, their loved ones, things like that. That's, you know, there's intention behind everything, man. Yeah. When I was listening to Shadow Self, it immediately felt to me very personal, very internal. And I feel like you just affirmed that and hearing you talk about your journey with it. Why did you decide to have voices outside of your own on the project? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, and acknowledging and doing the work with, uh, you know, with your shadow, it's all about balances. You know what I'm saying? There's the shadow self and then there's like the present veil that you show to people. Mm-hmm. So being that it's still a hip hop album, I wanted to incorporate guests on the album that I was not only a fan of, um, you know what I'm saying, musically, but just what they do within their work resonates with me on a personal level with things they say, how mm-hmm. they express themselves. Um, so that was really the thought process behind having features. Originally, I was thinking that I wasn't going to have any features on it. But um, that's something else that plays into that is the canvases that Blib gave me. You know what I'm saying? The, the backdrops that he gave me. I'm like, man, this would sound just, I guess, maybe the, the A&R type of mind kicked in and was like, yo, this would be ill if I could get the homie so-and-so or reached mm-hmm. out to J.U.S., uh, shout out my nigga J.U.S. from Bruiser Brigade, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I reached out to him. He showed mad love even when he didn't have to. And I thought, you know, when especially like Doors of Perception track, uh, it's such like a a minimal but like gritty feel, you know what I'm saying? And it needed personality on it. So that's that's that was my thought process behind that. But yeah, I wanted to bring balance um, sonically, but also get my shit off if that makes sense the yeah no, it makes total sense and I mean, yeah i mean life is a balance so i, I told i get that yeah as you mentioned obliv and you worked on this together he did the producing and you did the mixing is that correct yeah yeah i did do the majority of the mixing on this one um i feel like this is a better mix than i you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm definitely not an engineer by any means but i've been studying all forms of the craft i also produce also make beats um you know what i'm saying so it's mm-hmm. just like given the opportunity why not try my hand you feel me so that's yeah. it. that was that was the thought process behind that yeah yeah i i feel like the composure and the organization of this project really highlight your lyricism um, as a listener, I was able to hear your reflections in a very clear way. And I'm wondering if you could talk about how this album came together sonically. Yeah. Um, again, you know, it, it, that also, so a factor in that is how Bliv mixed his beats prior to sending them to me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, I think we're both coming from a background of very raw, like minimalistic, uh, that gritty aesthetic sonically speaking, you know, so it just, I was already doing that prior to working with Bliv. That's what Bliv does, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just, there was a, a synchronization musically and sonically prior to us even working. So I think just the way that we both, our processes individually just made sense when we came together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way I think that I could explain the sonic process of the whole album is that it was already me and Oblivion were already so much in synchronization just due to the way that we get down on our own that there really was no type of uh, modification needed. We just let it flow. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah, it's easy like that. It's easy mm-hmm. like that and it's more enjoyable, you know, because it's less methodical and it's more about just like vibing and having a good time and making good music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oblivion is great, of course. For some reason this year in particular, I've really enjoyed his instrumental projects. You know, this music has this sort of meditative quality to it. It's also like just enough movement to really keep you engaged. I'm curious about like the process of selecting beats for this project. Was he co- was he cooking stuff just for you or sending you beat packs or like how did that work? See that I don't know exactly if he was cooking specifically for me. I felt like 
to, to keep it a G with you, uh, I felt like they was, you know, um, to be honest with you, he sent me, like I, like I told you, I got out, um, reconnected with him shortly after, maybe a couple weeks after, and then boom, he hit me with a pack almost instantly. I think I rhymed on like nine tenths. It might've been like 10 joints he sent me. I think I rhymed on like nine of them just automatically. Mm. Um, yeah, there was no real like lengthy process as far as beat selection. It was like, I mean, we're dealing with Oblib though too, mind you. <laughs> so it's like, man, I can't really, I can't really, uh, uh, there's no need to be selective when everything is fire. It right. was harder to not to not pick joints. You know what I'm saying? It was harder mm -hmm. to cut it down than actually to be like, no, I'm not feeling this. Like, yeah. When it comes to Oblib, man, that's one of the ones you're not really not going to feel any of that if you were real head. So uh, yeah, he, he sent me packs. I mean, and I'd knock them out. I'd knock the, maybe the first half of the album out fairly quickly. Mm. And then it's like, you know, we were in communication the whole time. He was letting me know. And that was, I can't even front. That was very validating for a producer of that caliber. When I'm sending something back to him to be like, yo, fire emojis. This is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That was very uh, heartfelt moment for me. It's like, all right, like, okay, now I can rhyme. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now I can rhyme. Like, the the veterans of this is letting me know that um so yeah that was a very validating moment for me and uh you know it's again i just i gotta speak to the naturalness of the whole process it just flowed mm -hmm. I, I would i would send him joints he'd be like boom that's crazy would run through a pack and then next thing you know he's shooting like five more like 10 more you know what i'm saying like i said the hard part was picking what not to rhyme on when i wanted to rap on everything um and then, you know, through working the joints and maybe Bliv might be able to share more detail about that, but it definitely felt like there was a cohesiveness in the original pack that he had sent anyway. So there was no real heavy vetting of or mixing and matching of what would work sonically because it all just, you know what I'm saying, just flowed like a river. <laughs> I think there's a real spiritual quality to a lot of his beats on this project. To me, that just is a great compliment to your lyricism. You know, I think in, in many ways, addressing your relationship to yourself by addressing sort of thoughts and feelings also has a spiritual component to it. And you use spiritual references, it seems like, to further explore yourself uh, on the album. For example, on Neuralink, you say, acknowledge the devil and angel in equal parts. Divinity, I think what you said here, you can correct me if I'm wrong, divinity give me presence when I reach my mark. Divinity omnipresent. Omnipresent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, that. I mean, um, I'm definitely, you know, studied esotericism, occultism, um, to an extent. There's a saying in Hermeticism, and I'm sure in other practices, as above, so below, as within, so without. So when I'm saying acknowledge the devil and the angel in equal parts, I'm also referring to shadow work though too, mm -hmm. acknowledging your shadow self. Um, you know, that balance omnipresence when i reach my mark i have an understanding i've come full circle with things you know what i'm saying so yeah there's definitely lots of spiritual esoteric references um that's just kind of the way that i write too just because of the things that i've studied and entertained and uh you know researched throughout my life as well so mm. that's definitely you're always gonna have some context of that within the raps one of the other tracks in which you, you make those spiritual references, Retrograde. I've been breaking down the trauma, karmic energy honored. If I'm doing dirt, I know I need a shovel just to pond outside of my head. Somewhere I wander the dim pathways. Days spent off bottles bent or in that ashtray. It's like the last maze, got a saw to keep it moving. I'm knowing history's rare. That's why my future I'm choosing. I choose to be ruthless if only to save me from what's stupid. Expect a different result. Reality's what you losing. I ain't knew I've been doing this for a while now. Style out the type of vibe that I have you riding around. My mind found peace in the harmony of these beats unleash Every unclean demon that I would keep. What I seek is fortune itself more than the wealth. Torment get dealt. The evil wanna store on your shelf. I'm at war with the former. I fell much deeper. The reaper clutch my heart while he rocking my sneakers. It's on you, it's all God in the ether. And that song, though, you also you start one of your lines by saying, I ain't new. I've been doing this for a while. Style out the type of vibe that have you riding around. You aren't new. I mean, you have been doing this for, for a while now. You're acknowledging a lot of your history on this project. 
And you're talking a lot about your like personal growth. When you think back to when you first started making music, where do you see your most significant growth as an artist? Mm, that's a great question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. Um, yeah, I know exactly. I can pinpoint, you know what I'm saying, the year, the project, the day, you know what I'm saying, when it all kind of shifted for me and I got a little bit more momentum. Things started going a little bit smoother for me. It was 2017. Uh, I had dropped an EP. Uh, uh, it's funny. It's like it's a self-titled EP, but it's not. It's my government name. My name is Adrian. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I dropped the Adrian EP 2017, uh, December 12th of 2017. It's my birthday. I woke up that day and I had a notification. I was just kind of scrolling as we humans do. You know what I'm saying? I had a notification um, from Mass Appeal saying that I had made the top 10 underground tapes of 2K17 and the Adrian EP was that. That moment was mad surreal. Uh, I mean, you know, at that point in time, Mass Appeal was like one of the biggest hip hop platforms out, it was super solidifying. And it was like, you know, after that, my engagement, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my core audience grew, people were being more receptive. I had dropped a couple visuals, you know, um, I got probably the, one of the better record deals, independent deals that I got to date, you know, uh, I feel like probably correlated to that as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was a formative moment for me for mm -hmm. sure. And even then, you know what I'm saying? It's 2022. I'm still putting in my groundwork. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, like I said, from, I could name the exact date. Yeah, <laughs> you feel yeah. me? That's, that was the time. That that's something you don't forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. absolutely. It was, it was a great birthday present. <laughs> best, best birthday present. <laughs> One of the things I really appreciate about Shadow Self is the artwork. I think in the last couple of projects that you've done, you've managed to visually capture and summarize the direction you're taking on a given album. And I wondered how important that is to you. Thank you for that, first of all, because that's something that I always try to um, make resonate, you know, uh, mm. just because I'm a, I'm a fan of visual art myself, you know, mm. uh, something Same. that's, super, yeah, yeah, it's it's super important to me. Like, I, like, I love going to art galleries in Lincoln. They have like a first Friday art walk that you can go mm. downtown and hit the different galleries or whatnot. So that's definitely always a factor in presentation for me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the process behind it is just trying to yeah, convey convey that message in a subtle way, but that is impactful. My homie Flannel Lewis, shout out Flannel. You hear this, I love you, boy. Congrats, he just proposed, he's about to get married and whatnot. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's my, it's my guy. It's, uh, just an artistic savant, man. One of the most mind-blowingly gifted people that I've ever met in my life. He uh, illustrated the cover art for Shadow Soap and also featured on the last track um just to show the dexterity you know what i'm saying so that mm -hmm. is i was feeling super blessed about that he also did a cover for me and the homie stick figure shout out stick um maybe a year or two ago something like that we did a little ep vinyl release so yeah i always tried to make sure that the art is a representation of either what i'm going through at that point in time when i release it or what the message itself is conveying a mixture of both of those um, you know, it's mm -hmm. something that's definitely developed over years too. I had to have an understanding of both musical identity and cultural nuance plays a huge part in it for me too. Being able to be nuanced culturally and understand the dynamics of things that like will impact people's psyche and stand out. I think a great example of that is like the Haram cover for Arm and Hammer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That definitely like shock the shock value alone is like something that people were talking about the album cover before they even heard the music you know what right I'm it's like yeah having an understanding of things like that being able to articulate myself visually just as much as i am sonically is always something that's always going to be important to me as an artist and hopefully mm. i'll be able to like you know take it to the next level as i progress yeah, I appreciate that because I'm a, a very visual person. So that also really matters to me as a fan, just mm -hmm. engaging in music. Noted. Yeah, noted. See, and it's important as artists that we have an understanding that, that fans are appreciative of that. You know, I knew when Flannel was done with it, I was just like, wow, man. Like, I had gave him a specific vision and um, 
you know, also always want people that I'm working with to have complete creative freedom. So I gave him a bo the bones, the structure of it, and was like, do your thing, basically. Whatever, however it comes out, I trust you. And I'm not lying. When it was like this man literally went inside of my head and pulled the idea out, like, <laughs> I, it couldn't have been more perfect, you know? It couldn't yeah. have been more perfect. And it really, really just uh, super proud of that. I'm super thankful for my homie Flannel, you know, uh, who's also a Lincoln Knight, like I think I mentioned. But mm. yeah, just an incredibly talented dude. Very, very thankful that the, the, the message was able to resonate sonically. Yeah. Or uh, uh, visually, rather. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to also ask you about another release that you're you're featured heavily in that's out right now. The uh, self-titled album from Man the Myth. I've really yes. enjoyed this project. Uh, I didn't have any idea what to expect going into it. Had no idea who he was, honestly. Uh, but came out of it really enjoying his lyricism and presence. You produced the majority of the album. I think 10 out of the 15 tracks you you yep. produced. Could you just talk a little bit about like how you ended up being involved in that and, and what that process was like? Yeah, salute myth, um, Colorado, you know what I'm saying, Midwest, stand up. But uh, yeah, uh, myth is actually, he just kind of came out the cut, man, honestly. Um, he approached me super professionally, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know him from Adam, to keep it G with y'all. I did not know him from Adam. He approached me super professionally. I didn't know what to expect going into it either. Uh, he blew me away within the first song. But yeah, we just continued to build on a you know, a, a, a work, a, a work relationship type of basis and ended up getting this project sculpted. I didn't even get to hear the full thing in entirety until maybe a week or two before it dropped, something like that. And I was thoroughly impressed, yeah. you know, thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. I think it's a great debut album. I'm honored to have, you know, the majority of production on that. I've, I've uh, fully produced a couple other projects locally yeah, but with the exception of that, that's the first so far that people have heard of my production outside of like the city, hmm. you know, um, with the exception of a couple joints here and there that are, may not even be out yet. So, yeah, that was I feel like that was a great representation of, uh, you know, both sides lyrically on his and he made a strong debut, strong opening. And I'm very proud of the production that I have on that as well. So hmm. it's a great unison, I feel like. Did you know that your work was going to be so heavily featured on the album? Yeah. Yeah. Over time, it got discussed just because of the multitude of joints that we had done. Okay. You know, um, we were just knocking them out. And uh, Myth, is he, he's a hard worker, man. He really went all in. And he's still working on stuff right now. Uh, I don't know if I can speak on, so I won't. But yeah, <laughs> got some dope stuff. Maybe a legendary placement or something that y'all might see in the near future. Um, so yeah, shout out Myth. I got mad respect for that dude. He's a great guy too, just as a human being, which mm -hmm. is equally important with you when you're working with people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 I hope people will check that project out. I really appreciated how there's this cohesive like tone to the album. Your production, I think plays a big part in that. So I hope people will check it out. Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Please want people to go check that out. Um, like I said, I think it's a great debut super solid debut i'm excited to see what he does more in the future he definitely um is very deserving of having ears on his work you know so if people like my music i implore you go check out myth for sure because he's rapping his ass off on the album mile high but them lows so rough for yo feeling sink or swim or that chaos how my thinking's been view from jones beach is grim Fuck being a slave to DNA sequence ends Window to my soul, Kujo's off leash Who's peeking in? Sipping nectar with the being appreciative Failure inspires me, carry L's, keep them lit Sleep beats are dirty, dusty, fresh and clean when I spit The sleepers bring a balance to the land of the free Teetering on the most uneven of brims Buffalo soldiers pushed to the edge Got me close to squeeze
reason I'd legion of pigs Middle age with thought future suicide Ain't even a risk Father MC cut off offspring Ain't leaving them shit Except the real, no vinyl Not even a disc Supremacist brain like liquid Scheming with tricks Public enemy on repeat Reload quick Obeisance is a Google Longest primo spins Rhyme sayers with ideas Emo with a pin Grab a mic, it's like Gimmo P Screaming at Tim's The things I've seen It's like a scene in which a deity lived This is poetry of grief Undergoing alchemy Eyes dilated Smoking green leaf with friends I recently caught the interview, and, and you didn't do it recently. I think you did about two years ago um, with the Boom Bat, Boom Bap Chat. I think I'm saying their name okay, correctly. And there's a portion in the interview where you're talking about creating a DIY show uh, called The Good Gospel. And the name was inspired by the venue because I believe it was hosted at a, a church, a former church. And I thought that this was really interesting because your music and approach reminds me of church as someone having grown up in this environment mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily because you're talking about spiritual things, but I think you've managed to create this sanctuary within your work that offers fellowship, testimonies people can relate to, and a sense of hope, especially where it concerns trauma. And it feels like you've tried to establish a foundation that black folks, yourself included, can utilize to keep themselves grounded. Does any of that sound true to you? And if so, do you feel like you've intentionally tried to create this space through your projects? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you for that observation. First of all, that's a beautiful observation. Um, very heartfelt. It means the mm-hmm. world to be acknowledged in that way. Uh, that's something that I've always strived for. I've always mm. strived for that within my music. Even when I was less solidified in my musical identity, I've always been very concerned with our people. And um, outside of that, you know, the plight in general um, of impoverished peoples, you know, I grew up in poverty with loss, death, trauma, violent, like you name it, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like, the archetype of all of us for the most part so um being able to express that and like you said provide a space through my music has always been a goal that's always the end goal um with any album that i do because it's therapeutic to me and as i was speaking on earlier there's a hermetic uh, principle as above so below as within so without so if this is going to help me maybe something that i'm saying or something that I'm perceiving sonically will resonate with somebody else heavily enough that it could help them in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. always an intention going into it. And I, I, it is, man, I can't, I can't tell you how gratifying that is for that to be understood. You know what I'm saying? Message received. That means the world. And hopefully more people feel like that. Um, I like to think that they do. I've had people tell me some heavy things that my music has helped them through. And that's, like, that's what I do it for. If I never made a dime, but I told I, somebody told me that I helped them have a better day. I mean, that's no, there's no higher compliment that you can get as an artist in my eyes. You know, yeah. definitely have been active within my community as far as uh, mutual aid things go. Uh, somewhat activism during the riots until that all got co-opted and mm. broke my heart. My heart still broke about that, you know, but um uh, yeah, I've def- that's always being community conscious and uh, having an understanding that it's bigger than me is something that's always going to play a part in my music. And I don't think that I could change that. You know, it's, it's yeah. more of a, a personality thing, if that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. I mean, that's really important for me. Like if I'm listening to something, I want to feel that sense of community that you're talking about, right? Like yes. I might not able to necessarily relate to every bit of trauma that you're speaking to because i mean i think we all have trauma in our lives but you know it's not always the same and it looks different for different folks but i definitely feel that sense of community and that draws me immediately into a given project and that's something that i really appreciate about you that means the world you know that's that's that is exactly what i do it for right Mm -hmm. there yeah i can't articulate enough how thankful i am that the message is being received in that way because like i said if I never made a dime, but I can impact somebody in the way that you just described, mission completed, you know? Yeah. That's what it's all about to me. Yeah. 
I feel like this would be a good time to talk about Roots, um, which is a project that I really, really love. Um, a project that you did with August Vanon. And I feel like the title is a double entendre because in listening to this album, it sounds like the roots that you've taken have led to a deeper understanding of and a connection to your roots as a black man. Is that true? Wow. Yeah. See, nine out of 10, that went over everybody's head. You're the only person that has been able to decipher that. Mm. That's that's wild. Yo, mm. <laughs> Wow. That's all. That's wild. You're the only person that I've spoke to that has been able to decipher that. That's exactly what it is. It's a double mm. entendre. I kind of let people interpret my music the way that they want to, you know, so everybody is going to have a different perspective. But that was the intention behind it is, you yeah. know, it's finding direction within my life, taking these different routes, but also acknowledging how I got to this point. You know what I'm saying? The origin, the roots, the, the core of things. That album um i i mean sonically and and content wise is definitely the predecessor to shadow self you know i was mm. picking i was picking my roots shadow self is like i went through some things you know what i'm saying and this yeah. is where i'm at now i journeyed mm. you know i mean so yeah that's crazy that's crazy that you were able to decipher that um that's again i'm very appreciative of that the analysis that that takes because I don't think, yeah, like I said, I've never had anybody accurately describe that. Mm. So I feel wow. seen. Thank you for that. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to shout out Gang because he hooked me up with the cassette um, yeah. for this album, uh, which is lovely. And it's just a really good project. And shout out to Caltrops Press, too, uh, who did some coverage. People. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Solid people. My, my boy Gang. Um, yeah, that's that's the OG. You know what I mean? He yeah. is my friend. You know what I mean? Outside of this hip hop stuff, like we've talked about a lot of different things, we built about a lot of different things. It's one of the most knowledgeable human beings that I know. Ooh, first, of yeah, all. you know yeah. what I mean? A, a, a treasure trove of information. Um, and my man Joe at Calptrops Press. You know what I'm saying? Salute him. He actually, when he dropped that zine, I was incarcerated, and he put the information to yeah. write me in on the zine. That's a real one right there. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm definitely people that I hold close with much respect. So yeah, shout out those two individuals for sure. Got much love for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, and gang absolutely body the cassette design. Um, he does what he does in his own amazing, unique way. Very thankful for him uh, throwing me the oop, you know what I'm saying? And helping me out with that. Uh, dope to hear that you have a copy, you know what I'm saying? I love, I love hearing when people have physical copies of my work. Mm -hmm. um, especially like the way that things are going with social media right now and the internet and everything this, this could be here today gone tomorrow type stuff so that's right to have physical embodiments of the work you know what i mean that's why people ask me all the time like why you still press cds it's like you know if this all collapses i'm sure you can still find a walkman somewhere you know what i'm saying you could still there's <laughs> you know what i mean there's still there's still some archaic technology out there that we can use to to encapsulate all the feelings we're getting from Spotify right now. This is, you know what I'm saying? Take it back to the core. So that's yeah. that's why I do it is, you know, to have that physical archive. That's what I grew up with. Um, mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. now my daughter's on one of my vinyl releases. You feel me? So it's like, mm. you know, it comes full circle. Yeah, yeah I don't know if it's because I'm old or what, but yeah, I, I, I have to have physical still. Like I have yep. to be able to hold it in my hand. I, I, I want music that I can physically... <laughs> physically have and physically play on some sort of device yeah it's a there's a tangible factor to it you know yeah. when you hold it and you can read the credits um i remember being a little kid and having the stankonia album by outcast and reading the liner notes because you know they had uh all the credits for every everybody that was involved within the album but then they had the lyrics in the stankonia cd you know what i'm saying the booklet was like four or five pages and they had the lyrics for every song and I was just enamored with that when I first got that you know so I try to always make sure I have some type of tangible product that people can have you know yeah. for, for that reason as well um so I'm not going front I had no idea that until recently that you were from Lincoln Nebraska <laughs> no idea and I don't know much about the city and until I did a little research I certainly didn't know about its black history and you were probably aware of this already, but there was a black photographer named John Johnson that captured black life in Lincoln 
Omaha and Kansas City from 1912 to about 1925, 1926. And his images are beautiful. Um, he really managed to capture the essence of Black folks in his work. And I feel like his photos give the individuals in these communities, gave these individuals in these communities a sense of freedom and pride and control over the way the world sees them. I mean, he has folks like, you know, reading books and um, just being free, Black folks being free, being able to just sort of be, you know? Um, and just thinking about his work and discovering it, I wondered if you had a similar goal where it concerns your work and if you want to empower Black people, especially the people in your media community in the same way that Johnson did. Yeah, see, right there. Yeah, that's that's a jewel. Not too many people know about that, even within Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, I only recently became familiar with his work within the past couple of years. So, yeah, he was definitely doing some digging. That's dope. Yeah. That's really dope. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. I think I just tweeted randomly the other day, um, you know, I do it for the black and brown kids that rap in Nebraska and feel like they will never be heard, mm. you know, because I was I was them. You know, I still am them. Yeah. Um, I am a representation for black and brown folks, um, actually half Mexican as well. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a there is a need, uh, especially within the underground hip hop scene, you know, um, to actually say something and have value within my words and hold depth lyrically and also to be a face for the faceless you know um i'm right. sure i've said that in a rhyme at one point in time actually matter of fact something to that effect is definitely a responsibility i feel like uh to be a voice and a face for those that are unseen with my community um mm-hmm. it's like you said you know if you're not familiar with nebraska at all you're not even going to know that there's a black population here, especially right. Lincoln, because if you dig just surface level, um, you know, Omaha has a rich history. Uh, Malcolm X birthplace. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ernie Chambers is one of the biggest political activists that we've had within Nebraska. There's a documentary called A Time for Burning, I believe. Don't quote me on that exactly, but I want to say that's the title of it, where Ernie Chambers, um, at that point in time, he was a barber was having a conversation with a journalist. And it's pretty, I mean, the clip has gone pretty viral. I'm sure people have seen it at some point, but if you have some time, I would highly recommend both y'all to check out that documentary, um, mm. Time for Burning. But yeah, I mean, like I said, on surface level, you're only even gonna see the black culture in Nebraska at that level within Omaha, taking it further into Lincoln. It's like, there's really, it's few and far between um, as far as depth or artistical uh, artistic history uh, you know what I'm saying um, any type of merit because those things get washed out yep all too often unfortunately um, or archived archived art archived film any type of evidence of it existing just kind of goes away with time so yeah there's a huge responsibility I feel like and, um, you know, I was telling Rob before you, you came on with us, with the exception of like Terrence Crawford, who's a multi-champion boxer out of Omaha right now, there's no real like prominent black voice in Nebraska. Mm. So, you know, it creates kind of a paradigm to where like there's a crab in the bucket mentality, like everybody wants to be that one to bubble up, but there's also a responsibility to, uh, you know, to be that regardless of where you're at in your career, you know what I'm saying? Your, your artistic career, uh, political career, whatever it is, you know, there was a, there's definitely a responsibility and I don't take that lightly at all. Well, I would also say that you're a powerful voice in your community and I hope more people find your work and, and realize that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It means a lot. I mean, um, on a street level, everybody knows sleeps raps. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody knows I rap, but it's just like I, I do wish that I could gain a little bit more of a platform within the state. But you know, you, you got to think about too. Nebraska is a Trump state. It's a red state. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot of uh, drawback. You can only reach a certain. Well, there's a there's a stigma of thinking that you can only reach a certain plateau of uh 
of, of success being an artist, but I'm definitely trying to break that threshold as we speak. And mm. it's, you know, it's an uphill climb, but it's like I'm built for that at the same time. Mm. <laughs> I love that. It's also kind of just mentioning to Rob as well that, you know, Nebraska is a flower state artistically for the most part. People don't really stop in. I mean, now it's a lot more prevalent now, but um, I'm 31 now. So like when I was cutting my teeth in the scene, when I was like my early 20s. Uh, well, actually, prior to that, I was performing, you know, 17, 18 years old, wasn't even supposed to be in the venue type shit. There was no type of uh, no type of camaraderie. It was very few and far between. Mm. There wasn't really much acknowledgement of a hip hop scene within Nebraska. And now and it's been dope to see that evolution and momentum and yeah. acknowledgement. And, uh, you know, maybe here within five years or something that might be different. But I'm definitely working to try to change that as well. I mean, that was a beautiful conversation. I almost hesitate to change trajectory, but. Um, That's all good. I appreciate it, man. Y'all asking the right questions. This is an excellent, excellent conversation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about Big Pun and Capital Punishment. Yes. Ready for war, Joe? How you want to blow these spots? I know these dirty cops that'll get us in if we murder some wop. Hop in your helmet, the punish is ready. Meet me and Beatles with noodles. We do this do while he's slurping spaghetti. Everybody kiss the fucking floor. Joe, we crack. Fuck them all if they move. Noodle, shoot that fucking whore. Dead in the middle of little, literally, little. Did we know that we riddle to middle? Man, who didn't do diddly. It'll be a cold day and how the day I'll take it now. Make no mistake, for real, I wouldn't hesitate to kill. I'm still a fat one that you love to hate. Catch you at your mother's way. Smack you, then I whack you with my stuff tree. I rub your face with the earth and curse your family. Children like Amity Villain, drill the nerves in your cavity. Villain, insanity's building a pavilion in my civilian. It can't be the anarchy that humanity's stealing. A villain without remorse who's willing to out your boss forever and take all of cheddar like child support. I support one in anything he does, anything he loves. Another brother from another mother sent for the above. A dark nigga just like me, one of the best might be. Even better, leaving niggas kneeling on a right knee. Every episode, we ask our guests to select an album that is either a personal classic, a favorite, or one that has been influential on their work. Uh, Sleep, you've already shared that this project was formative for you. Tell us the story of how you found this album and what made it so formative. Yes. All right. So, yeah, um, I shared a little tidbit of that on Twitter as well. I was in a, a juvenile treatment center. I've been in and out the system for mad long throughout my life. Uh, I was in a juvenile treatment center because I was on papers and I wouldn't stop smoking tree. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they was like, all right, little dude, you're not going to do this, but I'm hem you up. So I was in there and I needed, I needed some stimulation. I needed like music. You was allowed to have a CD player and a certain amount of CDs. So prior to that happening, I went and was at, went to, I think like a Best Buy or something and was looking through some CDs, like, all right, I need some new music. I need something to absorb while I'm doing this. Seeing Capital Punishment. I had already been a fan of Pun just from his freestyles and whatnot. Mind you, I think I'm 16 going on 17 at that point in time. I was already familiar with Pun from his freestyles and whatnot, uh, which were crazy. I think the twins joint with uh, Fat Joe on Deep Cover or for Mm. the Deep Cover soundtrack. Yeah, never have, never will. That's man, that's one of my favorite movies. You feel me? That's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. When I heard that, I was just like, wow, like, yo, they took what was already a legendary, crazy hard song and just flipped it on its head. Yeah. So I was definitely intrigued and I was already writing at that point in time. I hadn't really done any sh- serious shows like that uh, at this point. It was more just ciphers and, you know what I'm saying, being in the studio with cats and, Soaking Game was just a little dude, you know what I'm saying? So I grabbed Capital Punishment uh, and just sat with it. And and as soon as I turned it on, and I think it's a skit from Fresh, maybe I might be misquoting that. The beginning where they're talking about the Punisher and X-Men, the little kids, you know what I'm saying? I might be, I might be misquoting the movie. But just hearing that for the first time, because I'd seen the movie, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, that's dope. I didn't know, like, you know what I mean? This would be incorporated. And then I gave you fair warning. Beware, beware. And that that eerie, I think that's a RZA beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's, man, um, gave me chills. I threw it on today again. Gave me chills. Every time I hear that, the way that it comes together is just immaculate. Um, yeah, that's how I first came across the album. It was just 
out of a necessity being in a messed up situation um, and changed the way that I looked at rap and changed the way that I wrote as an MC. Made me a better MC, honestly. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, talk more about that. Like, how would you say Pun challenged you as a as a writer? Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's the first time I had really heard crazy, like, stringed multi-syllable patterns like that. Dead in the middle of little, literally, little did we know that he riddled a middle man who didn't do diddly. Joe came in, it'll be a cold day. And like, come on, man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had listened to like, I think I was bumping a lot more of like Woo and Jedi mind tricks. Um, the only exception to that was Big L. Big L changed the way that I rap too. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna pick Lifestyles of the Poor and Dangerous, but my man, mm-hmm. this one had a bigger impact on me, truthfully speaking. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to wanted to go with with pun, but yeah, it just you know it rewired my brain as far as like being able to write. I'm like, damn, I didn't even know you could do that with mm-hmm. rap, you know. So yeah, definitely to say pun isn't an influence on how I rhyme would be a disservice. It would, wouldn't be it wouldn't be true, you know. Pun is d- definitely a direct influence. Um, I think him and Andre always go back and forth for my number one spot, honestly, mm-hmm. in three stacks, um, for different reasons, you know that uh yeah this was his patterns and the way that it was like he would paint pictures vividly and still be just kicking crazy patterns you know that is something that i aspire to do as well as an mc that i never even thought of before then you know what i'm saying it was like you used to maybe three or four syllable rhymes within a, a, a bars like yo that's crazy pun was doing like 10 like 12 syllable like every word rhyming and inflecting off the other it's just crazy, like alien level penmanship. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Definitely, definitely changed how I understood rap can work. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I also remember being like, does this guy breathe? Like, <laughs> yeah, breath control. Yeah. Breath. And you, you were reciting some of those lyrics just now, reminded me of that. Like, how does this guy have such, like, you know, he's a big dude, obviously. Like, it's a, his yeah. breath control is amazing. Yeah, and I think that's something else that, like, definitely, especially with live performances, something that has been a big influence on me, um, being able to rap with, without vocals and having the breath control and the breath work to to get it off in an articulate way, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He announces all of his words, mad clear, um, just amazing. You know, like I said, an alien-level MC in my eyes. Hmm. And did you have you ever seen videos of him performing on stage? Because he would he would definitely do his thing. And I was always impressed by that because he, he was he was pretty big. I think he was like 500 pounds, wasn't he? Yeah, I want to say he was he, 500. He, I just read this because I didn't know it. when he died. He was almost 700 pounds. He was like 697 oh, pounds. Yo, shit. that is crazy. Yeah. Ah, see, yeah, I, that was a huge man, a monster of a man, you know, mm-hmm. and to be able to kick it like that eloquently and like i said be able to enunciate your words too um and of course you know he's from that era nobody was rapping over their vocals like that's just it's like yeah like you said watching live performances from dude is crazy because it's just like man how do you how do you do that especially at your size you know what i'm saying and with the energy it was so energetic with it you know Mm -hmm. Um, definitely a huge influence for for live performance as well there's that's pun was definitely one of the cats that I studied as far as, you know, stage presence and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. He just, it's to me was always somebody, I mean, still is when you listen to his, um, his work, but somebody that was just so engaging. I think that's because like you're saying he was so skilled at what he did. Like you were just never bored when you listened to pun, you know what I mean? Like you always were engaged because you were trying to keep up, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that's a good point. Um, trying to keep up is like, that's another huge factor for me. Uh, just the rewind factor, you know what I'm saying? There, I can't remember how many times when I first got that CD and I was walking around the treatment center, just zoned out, listening to his shit. I had to rewind. Like, hold on, what did he say within <laughs> that? Because he's like, he's kicking things so intricately, but at the same time, he's saying things and he's giving you a real vivid image. Yeah, You know, it's like, the boomerang track from that album is a perfect example of that. It's a story track or, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, boomerang is a, is a perfect example of that, you know, um, or you came up, you know what I'm saying? Like he's able to keep 
thematic consistency in his in every song while still barring you out of this world like it's is crazy i don't know that's that's definitely definitely an inspiration in the way that i approach uh my album structure as mm. well is to be able to provide you with impressive skill set and and equal depth you know um huge influence huge mm. influence multitude of ways another yeah. thought that i had uh i had uh was walking through my neighborhood earlier playing the album um the joint super lyrical on there i think it's like the second track after beware yeah mm -hmm. with black thoughts yeah yes with black thought mm -hmm. hey yo my murderous rap verbal attack is actual fact tactical tracks match perfectly with graphical stats half of you lack the magical gap of tragical rap that tackles you back and shackles a nasty that's the mathematical madness i'm on the sadness the strong the marriage and bond of habit the song it's massacres on as if picasso lays you with black thought that is the only song that I've ever heard with Black Thought on it to where when I listened to it, I was already familiar with the roots. You know what I'm saying? Prior to hearing Thought's verse, I was thinking in my head, damn, he better come with it. You know what I'm saying? This is Black Thought we talking about. Like, yeah. that's the only time that I think I've ever said that when there's a Black Thought verse on a song. And to me, that speaks to the caliber that Pun was on too. And honestly, in my own opinion, I might get backlash for it, but I'm saying, I feel like Pun washed thought on that. You know what I mean? I feel like he watched it within the first verse. It was just like, yo, I rewound that five times today. You know what I'm saying? And Black Thought snapped too, but it was just like, how do you even, I would never want to go after Pun on a song. I would never want to go after Pun, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it just really speaks to that caliber of lyricism. And, you know, that was kind of like at that point, more like a mainstream sounding beat, too. You know what I'm saying? It was like a, a super lyrical could have got like club play. I'm sure it probably was at that point in time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was a little cat. I don't know. But like, <laughs> um, you know, it was just one of them ones, man. I think that's another thing about that album, too, is it's just such a good balance. You know, he had a super club hit with uh still not a player you know what i mean and then yeah. but then he's also got like the dedicated head stuff with like beware you know what i mean and um boomerang you know what i'm saying joints like that it's like just a really well balanced album and it was i think it was what that album was like 24 songs or like 20 something crazy like a lot 24 yeah. Tracks, yeah yeah i mean skits were thematic you know what i'm saying he kind of created a world within the whole album that you're immersed in one of my favorite, I think Pun might have one of my favorite skits of all time with the rain and shine or the rain and sun interlude oh, or him and Tony Prez. Sunshine. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with Death, Dead Prez. And I think it was Tony Sunshine that was on there too. Him and Tony Sunshine sitting on the porch and he's singing. And he's like, come on, Pun, sing that shit. He's like, I can't sing. You know what I mean? And then he starts hitting the melody with him. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful to me. Um, that's one of them skits. I play just that skit sometimes. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> just riding around, whatever. It's beautiful. It's uplifting to me. Yeah. Uh, the whole concept of it, you know, definitely like probably top five skits for me. And it's not, it's not five. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> what, what is the skit where he's talking about the packing the Mac in the back of the act? Oh, yeah, packing the Mac in the back of the act, packing the <laughs> Mac in the back. Man, I, yeah. I um, to... Fuck. What, what is that one? I can't remember what is what the name of the skit is. Packing the uh, packing the Mac. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're, they're like in the whip or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I said, like the thematic world that he creates within that is it's just next level. You know, it's next level. He really takes you to like his world, and it's crazy to think like you know what I'm saying. Now it's common for cats to be rapping about things they don't do. Pun was rapping about some ridiculous shit and actually really doing that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, actually yeah, yeah. Like really out there like that. So to understand that now, past tense, 
it's like it even puts more of like a legendary status on the album for me. You know what I'm saying? Because that cat probably was really packing the mat in the back of the act. <laughs> like, oh, he definitely know? was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just, it brings a level of artistic merit. And like, he's also, okay, within that, within that veil, within that context, that's a pretty transparent album too. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's really like giving you parts of, parts of life within lyrics, within the skits, um, the things that he's doing, you know? So it's just, very impactful for me in all ways it was interesting to hear you talk about the skits because when i was listening to this album today i was like he would be a really good actor mm. the yeah. way that he, the, the way that he executes them but i'm like well maybe he's not acting <laughs> like maybe right. he's in life so that's why it sounds so good yeah yeah no he would have been an amazing actor you know yeah um, that was definitely a life cut too short he probably would have been you know, a huge personality right now, for sure. Uh, oh, for no, sure, yeah. No, no pun intended. Dang, see, I just the wordplay just keeps going. <laughs> but um, this flows. But, yeah, I mean, nah, it would have been real cool to see what he would be doing right now, for sure. Mm, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that that album. Um, yeah, like I said, I was I was walking through the neighborhood earlier, and uh, just re reliving because I also had memories associated to the album. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. In, juvenile incarceration more or less while I had that and this is what the point in time that I started to actually take writing seriously and I started to want to do shows to want to release music it was right around that time that I had first started messing with my own recording programs and things of that nature so it was mm -hmm. like that album helped me push past a certain boundary creatively to where I started rhyming better honestly you know capital punishment help create sleep Sinatra, like straight mm. up. I credit that to that 1000%. Mm. Without mm. that album, without the understanding of that album and being able to, to dissect it and sit with it, you know, for one, because there wasn't much more to do um, besides that. Yeah, it completely reshaped the way that I was writing. I feel like my writing got stronger. I started incorporating more multi-syllabic patterns, was making it a point to almost to the point like you know i had to step back and be like all right i'm trying to rap like fine now like let me chill um it was that it was that influential to me as an mc mm. i did have a question um because i'm interested to get your perspective as a fan because i really liked big pun i mean he's somebody that you know i grew up with especially when you think about music videos um you know he was somebody that was very much a part of my world when i was a teenager but as I got older, I learned things about him that were really troubling for me. Yes. Um, he, I mean, and she has said it in documentaries I've seen, he abused his wife physically. Um, I believe he pistol whipped her before, you know, and she sort of was like, it was complicated as my husband. And so, you know, that made me take a step back for sure. Cause I was like, whoa, shit. And he experienced a lot of trauma throughout his life. I mean, he was homeless at one point. His mom was a, uh, an addict. And so he had a lot of shit going on, which I think sort of helps explain that behavior. But yeah, it definitely gave me pause. And I was wondering if you, it sounds like you knew about that stuff. I'm wondering how you managed that as a fan and like what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, that was difficult to learn. You know, that was difficult to learn. I mean, it's honestly, unfortunately, it's not surprising because like you said, um, once you understand like the context of what he was in and what he was involved in and things that he was doing, yeah, uh, that was a street dude, you know what I'm saying? And that comes like negativity and evil comes with that lifestyle. Uh, yeah. I was disappointed, you know, I was disappointed when I learned that. And I think it also speaks to being able to, and now don't get me wrong. Um, you shouldn't necessarily separate art from artists. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's something that's important. You can't not acknowledge the fact that this man was abusive on mad levels. Uh, didn't sound like he was too great of a father, you know what I mean? Um, right. All types, you know what I mean? All types of negative things. From an artistic standpoint, like I said, that album made me a better MC. Mm. As as a human, you know what I'm saying? Pun wasn't, he wasn't a good dude, you know? Was not a good dude. And that's difficult. It's difficult for me because I was a fan for so long. Right. Um, which is why I said I just now went back and revisited the album because I couldn't really listen to it in the same light for mad long after I learned those things about him. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like like they say, you can't get too close to your idols. Or you don't ever want to meet your idols type thing. 
So that was it was rough for me, being that he had such an impact on me as an artist. Yeah, it's, it's disheartening. It's definitely disheartening. And it made me distance myself, too. You know what I'm saying? It made me distance myself from his work too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a similar reaction and I remember watching that documentary and being like, fuck. Yeah. Um, especially because it was from her perspective. Like it wasn't somebody else reporting on it. She was talking about the abuse and I was like, oh, I don't like that. So, but yeah, I've had to hard, learn hard lessons with that. Separating the art from the artist because these are people at the end of the day. Sure. Right. They're flawed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna try to bring this full circle and just say, like, this is why we do the shadow work, right? So, so we don't end up hurting people the way, like, the way Pond might have. Um, exactly. I heard an interview with his son, uh, Chris Rivers, just talking about his dad and just like the complicated relationship that you know they had. It was really kind of impressed by the way he was talking about it, just acknowledging that like his father like did some awful stuff but was also his father that like he still loved him because he was his dad but like had to like also deal with the fact that he he did some terrible stuff and it kind of just made me think like yo if he if he has found a way to like somehow reconcile this person's like flaws and misdeeds with the 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 greatness of his like music then i feel like i i as a fan have some responsibility to consider that as well yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree. Um, you know, everybody deserves humility and understanding, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, even people that do horrible things, and maybe that's the maybe that's the humanitarian in me that is speaking, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's also from doing my own shadow work and from being in therapy and um, you know what I'm saying, going through my own going through my own trials and tribulations is that like you said, E, like we all are humans at the end of the day. You feel me? And, um, you know, should it be acknowledged and should there be accountability? 1000% in any situation like that, there should always be accountability. Uh, but it's also, you know, yeah, change is possible. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that we didn't get the chance to see a legendary artist like that making, you know what I'm saying? He could have, maybe he would have had an arc change at some point in time if he had the right people around him, had the right resources, things of that nature, but we'll never know, you know? So yeah, definitely that's, yeah, doing the shadow work is important. Acknowledging the shadow self is important because when you don't acknowledge it, then you end up feeding into it subconsciously. Right. You feel me? And then it becomes a vicious cycle. So it's like, yeah, it all, it all ties in, definitely. And like you're saying, like he, he died, so we don't know what he what work he would have done and how many people held him accountable when he was alive. Right. right. Probably none. It was probably terrible. I mean, probably terrified to do. He was packing a mag in the back of the egg. You know what I mean? Like he was really outside like that. So yeah. there wasn't there wasn't too much, especially back then, you know what I'm saying? Within the late nineties, early two thousands, there was not a lot of accountability, like therapy and mental health was a huge stigma back then everybody mm. wanted to be super thug yeah. you know nobody yeah. wanted to be like i'm damaged i need help right you know, which probably would have changed the dynamic of a lot of things now you know had heads really been forefront about their problems back then um uh, who knows where hip-hop would be right now you know right. what I'm saying? i right. think about those things a lot <laughs> i do too yeah yeah i mean it's it's kind of what killed him right i mean he dealt with his shadow by by eating like by kind of like killing himself basically consuming you know yeah. trying to fill a trying to fill a void maybe for all yep. we know is right. you know how i'm looking yeah. at it i mean people do that in a plethora of ways sure. you know and there's so many examples i could think of but yeah there's ways people deal with their shadow uh that are negative and unhealthy. And then, you know what I'm saying? Now the paradigm is kind of being shifted to where it's like, brother, it's okay. You can go talk to somebody. It's cool. You know what I'm right. saying? You're not, you're not weak for that. At least that's what I'm trying to push. You know what I'm saying? That's my own agenda is like trying to make sure. And I speak to my own brothers within my community about this all the time. Like it's okay to not be okay. You know, as long that's as right. you can acknowledge that. That's right. If you can acknowledge that and then make the steps to try and change it, that's different than knowing you're not okay and not acknowledging it, denying it, and just pushing it to the side because that's not doing anything but turning a chip on your shoulder into a boulder. And then you're walking around like Atlas, you feel me? And you can't even 
can't even do your day to day activities. You know, that's that's the way that I, I perceive it. Yeah, I appreciate mm. that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Sleep Sinatra, yeah. thank you so much for well, sitting down with us. Yeah. It's been a great conversation. Really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yo, I appreciate y'all. It's, it's an honor. You know, y'all asked some excellent questions, really had rather thinking. You know what I mean? Appreciate it for y'all. Appreciate it for this platform. Y'all are doing great things. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What do you want folks to know about where to find your music, where to buy physicals, that kind of stuff? Yeah, uh, Sleep Sinatra one numeral one dot bandcamp.com that's where you can get all of my physical work um that's supporting me directly as an artist uh for those people that stream you know what i'm saying you can find me on all streaming platforms but yeah the bandcamp sleep sinatra one dot bandcamp.com that's where you can find all my physical work from past projects to current all right so go find that shadow self-release go find that uh, man of myth release check out the production work there definitely shout out and support support mm-hmm. all right this has been the next movement thank you all so much for listening and thanks again sleep sinatra peace, peace. build your fate and conceal it i'm still learning from the strength of the feeling i've been healing been concentrating on escaping the ceiling i pop a eight to regenerate new meaning leave your crew leaning lopsided God tyrant, understand the polarity, carefully plotting silent, snapping like rock while it's survival in real time. If I think I'm about to go without you, see the still shine, creating the legacy, growing steadily is an ill climb. They wanna say they see you making moves, but they still blind. Like speed to where life leads is still mine. In the nice tea, got spark tree in the pen bleed. Open up my heart when it starts to this empty This cold world could freeze you on entry Guys give me signs and spirits wanna accept me A vehicle for the real and that's until the rest leave uh, Shit is crazy, I got the feeling I hopscotch through some bullshit, I'm tired of sweating I'm out for blood, a house party in a house of love